It's the Tuesday Top 10. Today we've got the catchers in minor league baseball. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked and Movie Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is, th- this list is a bit tougher than some of the other lists we do because there's so much about catching that we don't understand from an analytics perspective, right? You know, we, we can quantify framing, how well a catcher can present a pitch, but some of, you know some of these things receiving game calling so many of these things we can't yet quantify and then the whole thing about the relationship between the catcher and the pitcher and the catcher understanding how this pitcher likes to work and managing the entire staff like there's no way for us to quantify that so this list more so than probably any other we're going to do on this show uh, is largely derived from traditional scouting versus uh, advanced analytics and and all kind of other measurements like that. And when you talk to the scouts, you talk to player development people, and you talk to the prospect apparatus, the name that keeps coming back around as uh, a number one prospect as far as catcher goes, it's narrowed down to a short group. It's probably Diego Cartaya of the Dodgers, Francisco Alvarez of the Mets, and Gabriel Moreno of the Blue Jays. And I'm kind of going through in that first tier looking at these guys. And for me, the number one is Gabriel Moreno. So, uh, 2016 IFA, 5'11", 170. He's 22 years old. Uh, Actually debuted earlier this year. Debuted on June 11th. Was up for about a month. Was optioned back down on July 12th. Not because his performance was bad. Was batting 276 on base of 300. But just because you have two very good catchers already... And when they're both healthy, there's not a place for a third catcher. Uh, so Gabriel Moreno was was is back in AAA. Uh, this season in AAA, 321, 392, 427. Only three home runs in 61 innings, or 61 games. Uh, 19 extra base hits, 7 of 8 on stolen bases. But the thing about Gabriel Moreno is he's not here for the power. It's... It's unusual to have a catcher with a hit tool this good. So probably the best hitter for average in this entire system. Uh, power, I would say, is average. I mean, I think he could probably get to 20 home runs eventually, but right now power is average. But, I mean, the hit tool is somewhere around a 70 grade. Uh, and the defense, the defense is plus defense. I mean, above average to plus defense, plus arm. And when you combine all of these things, you have a guy that's going to play very, very good defense. It's going to keep a very high batting average and can chip in some power. I think, like, like I said, I think I'll probably cap out about 20 home runs or so. As well as having, for a catcher, decent speed, you're in a situation where I mean, this could be a impact player, possible all-star in the lineup. And uh, I think that the combination of everything 
ends up being he's the number one catcher to me. Right behind him is I have Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. 2018 IFA, uh, 5'11", 220, right now in AAA Syracuse. And I will, I will admit up front that I think Francisco Alvarez has a higher power ceiling than Gabriel Moreno. Uh, Francisco Alvarez is a guy to me where when you look at his power, I mean, you're talking about his power probably at a 60 grade. You know, at, a, at plus power, you're thinking about a guy who could hit 25 home runs or so. Uh, but I, I, I think Gabriel Moreno has the best hit tool in this entire list, better than Francisco Alvarez. And I think Alvarez has a lower defensive floor. And so many players, I mean, he, he's, he's a decent, I mean, he's, he's an average defender, but so many players on this list are flawed because catching is a very hard job to do. Physically, it is tough on your body. Uh, there are so many things you are tracking. There's a lot of intelligence required to be a catcher. It's why so many former catchers have become managers because you have to understand the entire game of baseball. And I look at this and I look at Gabriel Moreno has a better hit tool. Alvarez has a better power tool. Moreno has better defense. So I he has a higher floor. I have him at one because he can do both. Um, Alvarez. Average defense, it's fine. The arm, I think, is above average. Uh, his arm strength's really good, but his mechanics need to be worked out. He doesn't show plus arm strength when he throws the ball. Um, he throws that in the twenty, you know, the twenty in the twenties, which is average. That's fine. Um, and then he's got he has some more work to do on um, framing and receiving, and then blocking balls, like just. Be a little more consistent with that. Uh, I do think he offensively is going to hit that power. Um, the upside is there. He he has very good natural timing. Very good, like he can. He's very good against breaking pitches. Can pick up spin really well. Uh, can understand when to lay off and when to go after a pitch. Uh, and you know, and then really short bat path. Like he's really quick to get the bat into the zone. So. I like Francisco Alvarez. Uh, he's number two for a reason on this list. I just have Gabriel Moreno above him. Right behind those two guys is where I put Diego Cartaya of the Dodgers. And so 2018 IFA, 6'2", 199. For me, I'm looking at exceptional defense from Diego Cartaya. I mean, I've, I've got him as a plus defender, and his arm is probably... 70 grade. I mean, fantastic arm. The thing here, you know, like when you and when you watch him hit, power's better than his hitting, but it's close. Very like very polished hitter. He's only 20 years old, he's in high A, but very polished hitter as far as understanding what the way you're trying to attack him, recognizing the pitch when you throw it and knowing when to lay off and when to swing. 57 games in high A. After 33 games in low A, uh, on the season, 259, 395, 519, 22 home runs. The you know the 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 power is is there. Um, the hit tool for the most part is there. Struggle sometimes with changeup. Struggle when you th- you throw a pitch down and away. But I think he's going to be 
a well-rounded offensive player, both contact and power. The reason I have him behind the other guys is, one, he's at a lower level. So he, he hasn't made the big jump we always talk about, that big jump going into double A. Uh, that is the biggest jump for most prospects. It's the dump to double A and then the dump, jump to the majors. So he hasn't made that jump there, one. And then two, he's had a history of injuries and specifically back injuries. Um, messed up his 2021. He had the back injury twice. Something where, I mean, he, he's had other things, but like that was the big one that's gotten him a couple times. And so we haven't seen as big of a picture of him because he's a lower level, because he's missed time with injuries. So I have him at number three. Um, I love how how he is in the clubhouse. I love he's a great leader. Uh, speaks fluent English and Spanish. Kind of can kind of bridge some of the guys. Uh, uh, one of those little, you know, very, very commanding presence. Uh, and, and very good at, at getting people organized, getting people um, getting people to buy into what you're doing, building the relationship with the pitchers especially, but across the locker room in general. Really good guy. So number three. In just a minute, I've got pr- probably the only other two complete catchers of this group of 10 as far as offense and defense. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, if you have not tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Because there is a new flavor. It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. Uh, so cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it and it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories with a whopping 15 grams of protein. So run to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family because it's the perfect treat uh, to share for the entire family. Or if you just want to kind of stash it away, hide it for yourself. I get it. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. I understand just hiding that away. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. New promo code here, folks. LOCKEDON15. To get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked on 15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay. Uh, the second tier of catchers, for me, I'm going to only put two players in that tier because I'm looking at the guys that are the complete offense and defense. So, number four, he's actually already been called up. Shea Langoliers of the Oakland Athletics. Traded, um, sorry, 2019 first round pick out of Baylor by the Braves. Six foot 205. And then he was traded along with Christian Pache and two pitchers in the Matt Olson deal in the offseason. Um, debuted in mid-August. Uh, so right now, he 16 games in, 219, 227, 469, three home runs. Uh, the guy who wrote me a question in yesterday's show about Oakland's catchers actually called him Bangaliers. You know, so three home runs right there. Uh, I think his so very small sample size, his on-base percentage is low. When you look at what he did in AAA in Las Vegas, over 90 games, 283, 366, 510, 19 home runs and 92 games, and then 88 strikeouts to 43 walks. That's more indicative of who Shea Langoliers is as far as 
The power is real. Uh, the defense is exceptional. I mean, great defense, massive arm, a freaking cannon on this guy. Probably the best non-pitching arm in the Oakland system. Uh, best defensive catcher in the Oakland system. Already the one of the better defensive catchers uh, that we're going to talk about here. Uh, and like I said, the power is real. 19 home runs in the 92 games in AAA. The thing here is he still has some holes in his swing. So he's going to have an adjustment period here at the bigs. You can still get him with the high fastball, which we talk about a ton on the show. You can still get him with the slider away. He's got time to adjust, but the power potential is definitely there. You kind of see it in the power production numbers. I mean, he has a career slugging of 464. A career OPS of over 800. And matter of fact, his major league um, slugging is 469. So he's right there in line with his career numbers. Um, it's just on bases where it's different. But power's real. Defense is real. Um, contact ability is, is... He's working on those holes. He's gotten significantly better at them. I mean, in AAA in Atlanta, or I guess in technically in Gwinnett, with Atlanta last year, he hit like 182. Like he's getting significantly better um, with some of that stuff. And I think he's going to grade out as an average hitter with above average power as well as fantastic defense. So that's why I've got him at number four. Number five behind him, the only other catcher that I have in this list that I feel good about offensive and defense is Drew Romo of the Rockies. Uh, and this here, I mean, it's a first round or supplemental round out of um, out of high school in 2020. It's a prep catcher. Not a ton of prep catchers, I feel like, high on this list. Uh, 61205 with the high A Spokane Indians right now. Uh, I do wonder if some of the minor league teams that are called Indians are going to change their name to the Guardians too or something else. I don't know how that's going to work. But anyway, so the thing here with Drew Romo, Gold glove defense. Like, I, that's where I think he is defensively. He, him and Langoliers are the best defenders on this entire list. Um, where, okay, he, he struggled last year switch hitting. He was a switch hitter. He hit like 218 as a righty. And the conversation was like, dude, you need to drop switch hitting altogether. And then this year, significantly better. Uh, he's actually significantly improved as a righty. So um, right now, as a righty, he's batting 312, 407, 507. Whereas as a lefty, he's batting 246. So he, he significantly improved the weakness in his game, which was hitting from the right-hand side. Now, I do think one of the limiting factors and why I don't have him higher than five is uh, his power. I think his power is going to, at best, end up at average. So he'll be a higher batting average guy, but power's not going to be great. He's had 175 career minor league games. He has 11 home runs. He's actually grounded into more double plays and hit home runs. Uh, now, he also has, he's 40 of 49 on stolen bases in his career, which some of that is the low A, you know, restrictions and all of that, but decent speed, but yeah, 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 just, just contact is there. Power, I think is going to be the limiting factor. Gold glove defense plus arm 
good ball, ba- uh, bat, bat speed, and raw strength, just not going to end up producing and showing up in games. Maybe he proves me wrong. I don't know. Uh, but that's kind of why I have him at five and not higher, is I just don't see the ceiling, the power ceiling, getting much bigger on Drew Romo. Right behind him, a guy that does have a decent power ceiling, is Kevin Parada of the Mets. So 2022 first rounder out of Georgia Tech. We talked about best catch, best catching prospect in the um, in the draft this year. Uh, you know, at low A St. Lucie right now after rookie ball. Very small. He's played eight games in the big, so we really can't go off the stats here, uh, which is good for him because they're not great. It's like 200, 400, 280 is the average. No home runs yet. But again, very, very early. So. He's, he, okay, offense, offense first. Very unorthodox setup. I mean, his bat's pointed down towards the dirt. His lead shoulder's up in the air, almost blocking his view of the pitcher. Like, really odd when he sets up at the plate. But it all works. He gets to the ball in time. He gets there. He can catch up to velocity. He can do all of that. Uh, dramatically cut his strikeouts below 10%. In college, walked as often as he struck out. Did really well. Improved the power. I think he ended up with like 26 home runs. And it was something where he went in the offseason with the, uh, the the explicit purpose of adding weight, adding strength to give him durability to make it for a whole season. Because um, he, had, he had struggled and then went to the Cape and then USA like national team and just didn't look great. Looked tired. And so worked on a lot of that. Did great. Defense is the question here on Kevin Parada. Um, needs work. The arm is fringy, and I don't think the arm is going to get better. So he's done a lot of work to try to improve um, his lateral mobility, his blocking, his receiving, his framing. Uh, he got better at catching base stealers. He's got really good work ethic. He wants a ticket catcher. I don't know if he if he will end up staying at catcher or not. He feels like a guy, and it's funny, during the draft show, I actually, when I was giving them players high draft picks and comps for them to make the graphics, I gave them the comp of Mike Piazza. And again, I don't do a lot of comps on the show, but they wanted something for the average fan for the graphic. And so I said, think of Mike Piazza. Questionably, like defense is questionable, offense is really good, and then boom, he goes to New York. I think that career path of possibly moving to first base may be a Kevin Prada thing in the future. I don't know. They're trying him at catcher now. Uh, he wants to stick at catcher. He has the like the, the work ethic to make it work. I just don't know if it'll be good enough to actually stay. In just a minute, very end of this list, including some guys who either are going to debut probably next year or have already debuted uh, right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. Okay, so uh, number seven on the list, Logan O'Hop of the Angels. Talked about him yesterday in the mailbag. Um, was traded for outfielder Brandon Marsh this year. So 2018, 23rd round pick out of high school by the Phillies. Uh, it's currently 6185. Like I said, got traded um, to the Angels this year. Is currently in double A with the Rocket City Trash Pandas, which. Quick reminder, in case you forgot, a trash panda is a raccoon. So, only 19 games there, but had 75 games at AA reading before the trade. 
His combined slash line in 2022, 274, 408, 529 with 23 home runs. I think the man's ready to go to AAA. This late in the season, you're probably not going to move him up. So he's going to stay at uh, at AA the rest of the year. But I expect him next year to either come out of spring training as a, as a big leaguer or go to AAA, conveniently wait until just after the Super 2 deadline, and then call him up. You know, that old chestnut. Uh, but either way, uh, good offense. I like what he can do from the right-hand side of the plate. Um, I do think I want him to work a little better on pitch recognition. You see that sometimes. His bat path gets a little flat sometimes. You combine those, and you end up with something where where he's not um, he's not making quality contact. He's just making contact. But I think that when everything comes out, he can be a 25 home run guy. But the defense is the star here. Uh, very, very good defense. He can block a uh, ball in the dirt better than anybody. Uh, very strong arm. Very, very kind of polished and smooth behind the plate with what he does. Everything that he needs to be a plus defensive catcher. I think, and I, I'm pretty confident he will be. I want to see him catching um, Otani's splitter. I think that'd be a fun thing to watch. So again, I have him as a call-up next year, probably mid-season because it's not going to be out of spring training. They'll send him AAA. But uh, number eight on this list, Bo Naylor of the Guardians. Six foot 195, 2018 first rounder out of high school. Another one of those prep guys. Uh, this year has split time between AA and AAA. So last year, coming out of the, uh, the missed 2020, really struggled offensively. 188 batting average. He was 188, 280, 332, 10 home runs in 87 games. Uh, 10, 10 for 10 on stolen bases. So shout out, you know, shout out Bo Naylor. But really kind of struggled. Has rebounded this year. So even split between AA and AAA. 263, 403, 469, 14 home runs. So power production has ticked up a little bit as far as home runs, but the slugging has jumped, you know, 100 and 130 something points. The you know, the the batting average went up almost 100 points. The on-base went up over 100 points. Ultimately, when you look at Bo Naylor, I think he's got good power. Like I like the power there. Uh, he's got good speed. I, I mentioned the stolen bases. 10, and 0, uh, sorry, 10 for 10 last year. He's 20 for 24 this year in stolen bases, which is, again, wild for a catcher. And half of those steals were at AAA, so it's not like it's against um, 18-year-olds who don't know how to hold, how to hold a runner. Uh, but the question for me here is the contact tool. Where is it going to grade out? Um. The as he's gotten as he's gone up in levels, the strikeout rates gotten higher, uh, the walk rates gotten lower, and so right now you're looking at just over a hundred games this season, and you're looking at over a hundred strikeouts. Now to go with that, he's picked up about seventy walks, so that's why the on base is so high. But it feels to me like if he can work out the contact ability. And part of that may just be he was young. I mean, he was only 21 last year. If he can work out the contact ability, I think that he'll be 
a good professional. I think he would be a call-up in 2023. His brother's there. That'd be cool. Uh, but the thing for me is just, I, I just need him to be more consistent at the plate uh, and, and specifically better able to handle spin. Something he's got to work on. Number nine, a guy that is already up for the third time, yet still has prospect eligibility, wild, Luis Campusano of the Padres. So, uh, 2017 second rounder out of high school, 5'11", 232. He's a big boy. He's, he's pulling an Alejandro Kirk here. Um, like I said, debuted back in 2020. And for me here, it's he's a... One of the better defensive catchers in the system. Part of that's they've gotten rid of a lot of catchers, but part of that is he's got you know it, the the defense is getting there. He's got oh he's got above average arm strength. Uh, Accuracy is a little iffy, but above average arm strength. Um, he's he's good at a lot of the scouting, like the the, the conventional scouting stuff, uh, the game planning with the pitchers, the framing. A lot of like blocking, the athleticism behind the plate, a lot of that stuff. Um, things he still has to work on, obviously. His his major league stints have not been that great. He had 11 games in 2021, batted 088. Uh, I think he had three hits and 34 at-bats. This year, he's had seven games, that 182 batting average, but... Triple A, 81 games. I think more indicative of who he is. 298, 363, 483. Um, 14 home runs. The power potential is there. It all comes down to he has to make quality contact. And he's going to hit for average and power. You can see that now because 298 in El Paso with our friend Tim Haggerty from last week. But... uh, Again, just has to work on on not being as aggressive, especially against big leaguers. I noticed when he every time he's been called up, he's more aggressive at the big league level than he was in AAA. And so you folks can, if you can get a quick strike on him early, now he's behind in the count, and you're going to probably get him out. I think that's where he struggled. He needs to get back into his normal approach that he used in the minors, but. I like the profile, provided that he can fix some of the contact stuff. And then do have to mention, he got arrested in 2020 for like felony level marijuana possession. And the charges were dropped. But like a little bit of maturity question when you have some stuff like that. You know, and I'm going to, I'm just going to say some dumb stuff like that. So questions there, but I'm confident he'll work it out. Number 10 on the list, last guy on the list, catcher Henry Davis of the Pirates. 2021, number one overall out of Louisville, 6'2", 210, uh, currently in double A with the Altoona curve. So here's what he did last year. He had eight total games last year. Um, three home runs in eight games. You know, OPS of like 1,300, okay? This year, started off in rookie ball. Rookie ball, low A, high A, and now double A. 274, 404, 482. Um, 20, I believe about 20, yeah, he's taking 20 walks to, to 40. There's about 40 strikeouts. 
and that's in 46 games. So I like the walk numbers to the strike number or to the strikeout numbers. Uh, the power production, seven, uh, sorry, eight home runs this year. The thing with Henry Davis is, well, I guess there's a, there's a couple of things, really, um, is one, very unorthodox at the plate. You know, just, just really unique to watch him. But he can handle fastballs and breaking balls from it. Very, very large and physical. Like looks like a linebacker. 6'2, 210, like we mentioned. Um massively huge arm. So massive arm. He's athletic enough at that size to play catcher, but he's not great at it. And he's not I don't think he's gonna be anything at best. I think he's gonna be average catching. But Massive arm. If we're going to automated balls and strikes, that's going to help a couple people on this list. Francisco Alvarez is going to help him. Kevin Parada, it's going to help him. Although the arm will still be an issue with Parada. Uh, and it's going to help Henry Davis. Uh, but the really calling card for him is offense. I think he can be above average um, or even maybe plus with both the hit tool and the power tool. And for him, it's just a question of how long is it going to take? I mean, maybe 2024 is the year. He is 22 right now. Again, 274, 404, 482. He's on his fourth level this year because he played rookie ball, low A, high A, and double A. So it's an aggressive t- uh, path there for him. You know, four promo- you know, three promotions in a year, four different levels. But I see him as somebody who will go back to double A to start next year. And then if everything goes according to plan, promoted from double A to triple A midpoint of the year or so with the idea of possible cup of coffee at the end of the year, but probably 2024 out of spring training working on the the job. So great week this week. Lots of other fantastic shows coming out. Uh, So stay tuned. If you've made it this far, uh, do us a favor. Subscribe to the show if you're on YouTube. Really does help the show a ton. Really does help with the discovery and everything. And until we talk next time, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. (laughs) 